Part 22. They scraped by in Game 3. They played two overtime periods. The final score was 7-5 Gryffindor, the seventh being Logan's empty netter when Slytherin had finally pulled Riddle. Remus sat beside Sirius in Slytherin's guest recovery room while Sirius grit his teeth and sank into an ice bath. Fuck, Sirius groaned out. It'll feel better after, Remus said. Fuck Riddle, Sirius said, breathing heavily through his nose. Amen to that. Thomas said he was beside them in an ice bath of his own. He was relaxed, though, and on his phone. Do you guys ever think about how me and Riddle have the same first name? Like, what? No way. You guys aren't even from the same universe, Remus said as he took Sirius's hand and held up the medical tape to his jammed ring finger. The swelling had gone down and he wrapped it tightly to his pinky before tearing the tape off with his teeth. He caught Sirius watching and smiled. That's what I thought, Thomas said. I think my limbs are going to fall off, came Finn's voice as he walked in, clad only in his Under Armour shorts. Can I take a bathtub on the plane with me? Remus rose, laughing. If only. Lay down on the table, Hars. What do you want? My back, please and thanks, Finn said, then groaned as he lay on his stomach. Black, do you get these just, like, all the time at home? None of your business. Oh-ho, Finn grinned. I see. Remus pinched Finn's side and he laughed. Marlene knocked on the doorframe. Bus leaving for the hotel in 30, guys. Remus nodded in thanks and dug his thumbs into Finn's lower back muscles, making him groan. Easy there, O'Hara, Sirius grumbled. His timer had gone off and he was easing himself out of the ice. Jeez. Jealous captain, Finn said. Who knew? Actually, I totally expected that. Thomas nodded. Same. Remus glanced at him. Donkey, your timer went off. It's kind of nice in here. Sirius and Remus looked at each other, half smiling and half bewildered. The bus was quiet. They were exhausted. Remus found Leo in his seat. Logan was beside him, hand rubbing the back of his neck. Leo had his eyes closed. Casey was more or less surrounded by Finn and Timmy, Thomas and Elias and Ollie. He was smiling, and that was all Remus cared about. Remus scooted into his usual row, into the window seat, Sirius close behind. That was close, Sirius sighed, then glanced at his phone. Fuck me, it's one in the morning. We have to be up in, like, five hours? Remus smiled, leaning into Sirius's side. Mmm, at least we won. If we win the next two games, Sirius said, then trailed off and smiled. Shh, Remus said teasingly and knocked gently on Sirius's forehead. Sirius wrapped an arm around him. Did your family already go back? Yeah, a while ago. Mom texted me a cute video of Jules when you scored, though. Look. They watched it, phone held close between them. Julian had his lion's beanie on, one with a puffball on the top, a black jersey, and when the goal horn went, he all but bounced out of his seat, grinning at the camera when Hope called his name from behind it. Aw, Jules. Sirius laughed. Remus clicked off his phone with a smile, then glanced behind him. Natty did good. Sirius nodded. Hmm, looks beat though. Everyone looks beat. I just hope he gets a good night's sleep. He deserves it. That fucking poke jack. I swear to God, some other team's going to try to snatch him up if we're not careful. Remus winced. Knock on wood for that. Sirius laughed and knocked twice. Agreed. When the bus pulled into the hotel, coach stopped them only for a minute. Tape review on the plane, all right? I want you boys to get as much sleep as you can. Get out of here and make sure you eat something. 
Remus was willing to stay up only long enough for their food to knock at the door. Thank God, I'm starving, Sirius said. Sirius rolled the cart in himself, tipping the bellboy at the door, and Remus sat up, scooting to the end of the bed. He could smell the hot bread rolls from here. Sleep is for the plain, Sirius said. Do in the morning is for eating. <laughs> you deserve it. Remus took the lids off their pasta plates and broke open the soft bread. The butter he spread melted right inside. Remus moaned, falling into Sirius's side when he sat cross-legged beside him. Sirius laughed, dropping a kiss to his hair and switching on the TV. Movie? Hmm, Remus said, sucking noodles into his mouth. Your Gryffindor lions! Leo kept hearing it. He was here. Game four, baby! Finn said over the noise of Hogwarts Arena. Leo looked up at him from where he was butterflied on the ice. He pushed off of his left goalpost one last time, putting his glove hand out in a mock save before straightening. Game four. You okay? Finn asked. If they were alone, he'd be closer. Leo wanted him closer. I'm okay. Leo let out a breath. I don't want this to go to overtime again. Last game was... hard. We've got you. And you've got us, Finn said, then he skated closer right up into Leo's crease. His smile would look teasing to anyone watching, but Leo could see his eyes. Love you. Leo smiled back, pulling his mask down. Love you, Hars. Tell Lo for me, too. Will do, he said over his shoulder, readying for puck drop. The first period went quickly. The crowd was loud and it was a relief to be within the sea of red rather than green. Defense kept Snape and Malfoy out of the zone away from Leo's crease. When a buzzer sounded a few seconds after a ref called Logan for a slashing penalty, Leo pushed his mask up, breathing hard. He poured water over the back of his neck before squirting some into his mouth and watched Logan make his way to the penalty box. Logan was still shouting at the referee as he skated across the ice. Leo couldn't help but smile a little as he shoved his mask back down. The snakes would start the second period with an advantage, but at least Leo could meet Logan halfway across the ice and lean into his ear. I love it when you're like this. Logan looked up and smiled, and it sent a small thrill through Leo because Logan's eyes were still sharp from the anger. When Logan wanted to, he could be wolfish. Leo could have kissed him right there. You're playing so well, Peanut, he said as they reached the bench. James was waiting to tap them in. Logan's pupils were wide from the adrenaline and the darkness of the tunnel. Fuck, we just keep missing each other, though. Two, two, three, three. And now I gave them the fucking AD. I won't let them get to us, Leo said. I won't. Logan grinned. Hey, come here for a second. Hey, Leo. They both looked up at Marlene's voice. Could we grab you for intermission? Oh. Leo glanced at Logan, who looked like he was trying very hard not to look murderous, and smiled. Sure. Leo felt Logan lightly punch his shoulder, and then he took his mask off, accepting the towel someone gave him as he walked under the lights and the camera set up. Does my hair look okay? He said, laughing. Marlene smirked. Leo, I don't think your hair can look bad. We're on in 30 seconds. You need water? I'm good. And five, four, three, two. The man behind the camera pointed at Marlene. So nutty. Marlene smiled. This is your rookie season, a big season for the Lions on and off the ice. And with the Blizzard injured, you're playing your very first full playoff game. How are you feeling? I'm obviously first and foremost sending all my good thoughts to Case and his recovery. That was really hard to see because, you know, I really look up to him. He's my friend. 
but I'm also really excited for this opportunity to be out there with the boys and playing hard. Is your family here? Leo smiled. Yeah, my parents. And how are they? Sort of freaking out. Leo laughed, wiping his forehead with the towel. <laughs> my mom has a hard time watching sometimes, worrying, you know. And my dad's a little starstruck, I think. I'm really happy they're here. All right, we'll let you go rest. Thanks, Newt. Thanks. Leo flashed another quick smile before ducking out of the lights. Logan was still there, waiting. Cute. He whispered. Leo rolled his eyes. I'm probably bright fucking red. My face always gets so red after working out or games. Logan pushed the doors open to the locker room. Yeah, after other things, too. Leo smiled. Well, that I don't mind so much. Hey. Logan grabbed the front of Leo's jersey. Leo let Logan pull him into the change room. Leo smiled, boxing Logan in. You sure are nice when you're high on adrenaline. Yeah. Logan grinned, letting Leo press him against the doorframe. Leo leaned down and kissed him softly, barely a brush, then harder. Logan kissed back with fire. His goalie pads were thick in between them, but Logan pressed them as close as he could. Despite his kiss, his touch was soft, hand on the back of Leo's neck. Leo could taste his sweat, and they probably both stunk, but he didn't care. Ow, ow! Leo felt a towel whip his butt and looked up to see Thomas. Yeah, rookie. Get your awards. Leo laughed. I think he means me. Logan whispered against Leo's mouth, then sighed happily. Let's go. Am I missing something? Leo heard Finn say from around the corner and laughed. Not anymore. Logan called back. Finn was standing stripped out of his jersey. Leo loved the way he looked in just his pads, strapped around his ribs and his shoulders. Leo put his mask on Finn's head as he passed him on the way to his stall. Love you. Leo said. Finn's smile was the sun, and Leo really was in love. Hey, 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 Finn said, and his kiss, after he had pulled Leo in, was sweet. What? Leo said softly. Sergei had these little Russian candies. They're good. Yeah, they are. You were so great out there, Lee. We gotta pull ahead, Leo said. I want this. I want you. Finn grinned. And this. You have me. Oh, then I want this. Some nice silver... Shh, Sirius said, knocking Finn across the back of his head. Ow! Sirius just grinned, looking back at him as he walked by. Leo pressed his fingers to Finn's jaw, bringing their eyes back together. Score for me this period. Leo brushed a kiss over his mouth. Okay. Finn's smile was like Logan's this time, adrenaline-filled and burning. Okay. Game 5 was rough. It was everything. If they won this like they had won Game 4, they won it all. Remus had seen the Stanley Cup and its white-gloved keepers in the hallway. They wheeled the case between them. He was torn between thinking that the fanfare, the white gloves, the guarded case was ridiculous, and eating it up with the rest of Slytherin Stadium. It made both teams almost bloodthirsty. Remus could practically smell it in the air. The hits felt harder. It was only the first period, and already the score was 3-2 in favor of the Snakes. Pascal's mouth was bloody from a high stick by Malfoy. The clock read 5.43 remaining in the first period, and Sirius and Snape were shouting at each other, refs holding both of them away from the other one. The crowd was eating that up, too. Dumo, hold that for me, Remus said, putting Pascal's fingers over the towel he was holding. Teeth? Pascal shook his head. They're fine. Remus nodded and used his now free hands to rip some medical tape. He secured it over the cup below Pascal's bottom lip. You good? 
Of course, Remus. Pascal prodded at the cut. This, this is nothing. Yeah, 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 tough hockey man. Sirius skated up sharply as a TV break started, shoving his mouth guard back into his mouth and clamoring onto the bench. He was drenched in sweat and had taken a puck to his thigh that would leave an ugly bruise later. Remus could practically hear the commentators now. Classic Captain Rivalry, Sirius Black showcasing his temper. You know, Remus said, leaning in as he handed Sirius the iPad, you only get this angry during games. How on earth do you do that? I would never shout at someone outside the ice, outside of competition, unless they were really wrong, Sirius said shortly, eyes on the screen. I've had enough real fighting in my life. I won't be an angry person. Not like that. This is different. Remus blinked. I love you. Sirius looked up. A small smile broke through the rest. Love you. Sirius scored exactly six seconds after the break. It was a gorgeous wraparound right below Riddle's blocker. James and Brady pressed him against the boards, and when Sirius smiled, Remus found himself thinking about that first one. The first time he'd seen the ice crack. They'd tied it up. They would start the second period without any advantage. That's better than nothing, Coach said once they were all in the locker room, draining water bottles and rolling out sore muscles. And we're playing our best. I can see it. I can see the communication out there. I can see us working together. He took his glasses off, blue eyes focused and excited, and rubbed them on his shirt. Let's keep it up, boys, okay? We win this. Well, you know what happens then. Remus leaned against Casey's stall at the end of the line and clapped with the rest of the team, helpless to the grin on his face. This felt real. The second period didn't. The snakes pulled up 5-3. Sirius broke his stick against the bench. Logan, too. They were frustrated. They were stiller, almost fumbling. Remus felt the frustration leak into him, their stiffness. He found himself white-knuckling his own sleeve, palm against his throat. He didn't think they were going to win this game. And they needed to win. Remus ended up being back in the room with Finn, icing a jammed knee for the end of it. Back to Potter, the commentator was saying, and Potter takes it back to the lion's zone. Lots of hesitations from Gryffindor this period, I must say, and Black has it again, but oh, bad shift change by Potter and the whistle blows. Penalty on the lions for too many men on the ice. Fuck, Finn said. Fuck. Hold still. Remus sighed, not even wanting to look at the television. Malfoy wins the face-off and gets it back to Snape. Snape to Bones, Bones replacing Carol on the first line. Carol suspended for that dirty hit on Lions starting goalie Casey Winter. Bones back to Malfoy, carrying it quickly into the Lions zone, back to Snape, around the corner of Newt's crease and just narrowly missing what would have been a nasty hit by Jackson Nadeau. This is what is often called Lions' double enforcer line. Lions obviously looking to add some muscle to their frankly lacking game right now. Snape still with the puck, back to Bones, and Bones snaps it right between Leo Newt's pads, right in the breadbasket. What a goal. Oh, Peanut, Finn said faintly. And the horn goes, ending the second period in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Snakes up six goals to the Lions three. We'll be back after this break. Remus stood by as the team filed into the locker room for the intermission between the second and the third, but let Sirius fume on his own. Leo was the only one standing. He was tossing his tennis balls against the wall in a perfect rhythm. Remus felt his eyes blur as he watched. Hit, catch, hit, catch, hit, catch. 
Can someone get a hat trick or something? James said. He ran his hands through his hair, making it stick up in all different directions. Okay. Suddenly, Coach was blowing into the room and reaching for the TV remote, turning up the volume of the one mounted in the corner. Everyone listen, he said, although the room was already silent. We have some breaking news in the hockey community, yes, even in the midst of this exciting final series. Remember those pictures of Lions Captain Sirius Black? Well, we're finally getting some more information. Remus nearly jolted. He found Sirius's eyes instantly, and then Sirius was at his side, hand on his back. What? Remus said, and Sirius just shook his head. I don't know, sweetheart. The NHL commentator shuffled their papers. It was more than just a camera that happened to be in the right place at the right time this New Year's Eve. Proof has come out that Snake's assistant coach, Arsenis Malfoy, uncle to Snake's top player, Lucius Malfoy, is responsible behind what I believe can only be called an attack. Jesus, Jackson said. Is it just one huge family affair over there? Alice appeared at their sides. I told you we'd come through. It just took a little careful poking around. Sirius's arm wrapped around Remus's shoulders, and Remus reached up to hold his hand. How did you find out? Remus asked. Alice just pointed back to the screen, listening. The exact details of what Malfoy was expecting to find are still murky. More for you after this break. Alice turned back to them. Regulus said. The doors opened, and it was Regulus himself rushing in, grasping Sirius's arm. It was Dima, he said in a rush. Sirius blinked. Who's... Dima. The others. Regulus hissed. Remember I told you there were others who were too afraid? To speak out, right? Dima. Dima Krupen? Number six? The winger? Wanna say it louder for the cameras outside? Fuck, Sirius. Sorry. Sirius let out a breath. Sorry. I just... Was he a friend to you? That doesn't matter. We were all friends on the snakes. That doesn't mean we treated each other well. That makes no sense. No. It doesn't. Regulus looked briefly out at the room. Especially not here. Sirius looked back at Alice. Breaking news mid-game. Your idea? I'm the smartest person in this room. It might shake them a little. It'll shake the crowd. No offense, but... You guys need all the help you can get right now. Regulus cut in. Sirius smiled. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Alice turned to Regulus. You're right. It was Krupen. After you told me and Minnie there were other players willing to speak, I did some digging around of my own. It's not just your word against theories anymore, Regulus. This is good for a new contract for you. And getting some closure. Plus... Alice looked at Remus, then Sirius. I wasn't expecting Dima to tell me about the pictures. I really did think it was a random pap. I'm sorry. I should have looked closer. Sirius shook his head. You can't predict things like that. I knew we had a rivalry. I didn't know they hated me. What's next? Remus asked. Well, Alice looked at her watch. You go play a third period, and I start talking to lawyers. Sirius was last out on the ice. He lapped once around the rink, and Remus watched him glance up at the scoreboard as if the 6-3 would have changed somehow. No more Malfoy, Remus said to him from the bench. They looked at the snake's bench, and sure enough, Arsenius was gone. Lucius and Karkarov looked stony-faced and pale. The crowd was... It's quiet, Sirius said, quieter. We can't just assume Slytherin's bad just because the snakes are corrupt, Thomas said. He looked more serious than Remus had ever seen him. Even though it'd be easy to, eh? Cheap shot, 
came another voice, and Sirius turned to see Snape standing there, closer to his own bench than theirs. Sirius leaned on his stick. Yeah, you're right, it was. He made a bit of a show of blinking, as if understanding something. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about you. Your people don't know shit, Snape said. It was a nice play, though, trying to throw us off like that. It won't work. You'll still lose. Sirius merely shrugged. Remus could have jumped the boards right there. Snape wasn't even looking at him, just Sirius. You might win this game, Sirius said, but you're not winning this series. You don't deserve it. Aren't you listening? Sirius looked around at the stadium. You took this off the ice, and that's not okay with me. It's not okay with this crowd, either. Your crowd. At least, not with all of them. You're cruel. I'm done talking to you now. Toujours Snape spat after him, and although Sirius didn't look back, the words made Remus sick. Snape wasn't talking about hockey anymore. Snape turned and looked right at Remus. Toujours he hissed again, and then Thomas's fist was around the front of his jersey. Coach was at Remus's shoulder, shouting over to the Slytherin bench, Control your team! You bigoted shit, Thomas said lowly. Walk away. You're the walker. Snape tried to shove his hand away, but failed. We could use some muscle like you. I'd rather play two months with my team than win five cups with yours. Thomas shoved him away just as the referees got there, blowing their whistles and dragging Snape away. Aside from a few loud people, the crowd was still strangely lulled, as if most of it was watching the fight in a trance. They stayed that way through puck drop, through the first ten minutes. Remus felt chilled to the bone and too hot all at once, watching the clock tick down and having no goals scored. Game six. They needed to win game six. Press surrounded Sirius in his stall afterwards, and Sirius was having none of it. His eyes were grey clouds revealing nothing. There is an important distinction between team rivalries and actually hurting people, Sirius said to the reporter. We hiss, we hit, we chirp hard, we also play hard. And then there's this. I'm lucky to have the people I have around me. Sirius, are you planning to retaliate? Perhaps legally? I would hope the NHL would get their head out of their ass, join this century, and be brave enough to take this matter into their own hands. As for me, I have Game 6 to worry about. And I would hope my opponents on the ice are not my enemies in real life. But there you have it. Sirius, the organization might feel differently about you speaking out so boldly. Sirius almost scoffed his first and only giveaway. <laughs> then I feel differently about them too. Look, I am gay. I am a hockey player. I was followed in the dead hours of the morning and then exposed when they felt the moment was right, taking my choice and opportunity away. An organization is being allowed to exist that is obviously quite toxic. What else do you want me to say? That's all, folks. Alice cut in, stepping up and pushing the camera down with a hand. Serious, you can go. The cameras filed out reluctantly after some half-hearted questions about the actual game to other players. Once the door closed, Sirius took Remus by the waist and pulled him in. Sorry I'm sweaty, Sirius said, but didn't pull away. I don't care, Remus said, hands on his back. I... I don't... I don't think all of this has hit me yet. 
What the fuck? I know, Sirius sighed, then pulled back and smiled softly. At least it's out there now. Remus nodded, running a thumb over Sirius's lip. Proud of you. <laughs> you too. Sirius kissed Remus's wrist. I'm gonna shower, then let's go. Sirius Beanie pulled low over his ears, held the door open for Remus, Regulus, and Leo. I mean, do you think they knew? Leo was saying to Regulus. How could they? I didn't even know, Regulus said. So no, but... Excuse me. The voice that had spoken was heavily accented, like Evgeny's. When Remus turned, there was a boy standing in the hallway, freshly showered and in a light gray suit, making his blonde hair look ashy. He looked nervous. Groupin, Sirius said slowly, then Regulus stepped forward. Dima, he said, voice soft, even breathless. Are you okay? Good thing I do for you, Dima said, and then gave his head a small shake. Bad thing for me. You say, dear woman, she say help. But then I'm alone in her room, and you're here, leaving for your bus. He took a step back. I am tricked? No, Regulus said. No, of course not. We didn't know, Sirius said. Let me text Alice, okay? We can see what the best way to do this is. I come inside, Dima said urgently, pointing back at the locker room. Please. Yeah, Regulus said, and Leo pushed open the door again. Those who were still getting dressed, or just talking while they waited for the bus, went dead silent when Dima followed them in. Ruben? Evgeny stepped forward, Sergei and Jackson at his heels. Evgeny said something fast in Russian, and Dima responded. Remus could only look between the two as they spoke. Evgeny ran a hand over his hair. He said not safe. It's true? They can't legally make you do anything, Alice said as she brushed through the door. They can fine you, but that's about it. She looked at Krupin. Do you remember what I said when we spoke on the phone? I want like regulars, Dima said. Yes. You say I can do. I said we can get you out of your contract, but only with cause. Are you willing? Dima stiffened, his blue eyes paler than any Remus had ever seen, going tight. Have to send money home. To Russia. Taking care of family, parents, sisters. Can't. You will be helped. Pascal stepped forward farther than any of the others beside Regulus and stood by Dima's side. You will be helped. I will help you keep your family safe. Dima just looked at him like Pascal was speaking, not just another language, but a new one. Okay, Regulus said. Dima was still staring at Pascal, but he nodded and gave a faint. Okay. Everyone waiting here for the bus, Alice said, and her voice caught a little. No talking to reporters and no talking to anyone from the Snakes organization. Remus's throat felt a little tight, too. He felt Sirius slip his hand into his own and was grateful. He wanted nothing more than to be home, holding him close. The bus back to the hotel was silent. They were going back to Gryffindor. Game six. We have to win on Friday, Sirius said softly beside Remus. It was the first words he'd spoken since getting on the bus. We were so close. We're still so close, Remus said. And now we'll win at home. He knocked gently on Sirius's thigh, making him smile, surrounded by red and gold. Come on. Sometimes this happens, you know that. When everything's riding on one thing, it can become... That's what this game is, Sirius said. Everything. Everything has one shot. Bullshit, Remus said. 
It might feel that way in the moment, but you always have more than one shot. Sirius was quiet, then wrapped his arm around Remus, kissing his temple and keeping his nose in his hair. Remus wrapped his arms around him, under his coat, where he was warmest. Well, Sirius sighed, glancing towards the back of the bus where Regulus sat with Dima. We have two runaways now. What do you think of Gruppen? I think he's brave. I think he must be exhausted. Can you imagine playing an entire game while knowing that was going to happen between the second and third period? Being so terrified of your own team that you wait outside the visitor's locker room, too scared to even stand in the hallway? He needs sleep. Sirius nodded and brushed his knuckles against Remus's cheek. You're tired too, Monlu. I've got you. Close your eyes. I'll tell you when we're there. Remus wanted to protest. You need, he began, but he pressed his cheek against Sirius's warm chest. You sleep too. We'll wake up when the bus stops. Logan flipped through the pictures again, sitting on the couch in their apartment. Someone had taken these. Someone had taken these to hurt Sirius and Remus. Monange. Logan looked up to see his dad standing there leaning against the doorway. He clicked his phone off and smiled, albeit a little tight. Just waiting, Logan said, the French easy on his tongue. You're all ready? Oui, Marius said, sighing as he sat beside him. Are you okay? We're playing well, Logan said. We're so close. No, no, Marius said. Don't do that. You know what I mean. Logan rolled his eyes but smiled, his dad's hand warm on his neck, massaging out the tight muscles like he used to when he was younger. He looked down at his dark phone and took a breath. These pictures, Logan said. Last time they brought me Finn and Leo. This time, I already have them. And I'm so happy. And now I look at them and there's more room to be scared about. Logan trailed off and tilted into his dad's side, letting him secure an arm around his shoulders. You're okay with it, right? Logan asked quietly. With you and the boys. Logan nodded. Yes, Marius said. I want you to be happy. You can't fault me for being surprised, though. Marius laughed and Logan did too. But yes, I am so very okay with it. They treat you well, I can see. That's what I care about. D'accord, Logan said. And my mom too? Oui. D'accord. You really are. Ah, what is it Noel says? Oh. Marius chuckled, petting a hand through Logan's hair. A little pot of honey. Logan snorted. Whatever. Ready! Finn shouted from their bedroom, and Logan heard the distinct zip of his bag. Nut, I can't fit the sweatshirt. Can you put it in yours? Honey, we're going to the game. Why are you bringing so many clothes? Just in case we, you know. He dropped his voice to a whisper. W-I-N. Logan smiled when he heard Leo laugh. Allez, Marius said. Wes, Alice. Remus watched the crowd from the bench as he set out water bottles and double-checked the med kits. Game six of the Stanley Cup playoffs and people were going all out. There was everything from red and yellow face paint to full-maned lion costumes. There were phones pressed to the glass, beer sloshed over seats, and laughter. It was not Slytherin. Marlene was down at the bench, ready to take some warm-up interviews. She had a gold and red ribbon braided into her long blonde hair. You ready, Lupin? She said. You bet, Remus grinned. You? 
Nervous. Marlene looked out at the yet empty rink at the staff making sure the goals were secure. But yes. Remus went to respond, but when the lights went down, the crowd would have drowned out his words. Beams of light flashed across the filled seats, and then the stadium went almost completely black. For a moment, it was just the crowd cheering. Remus's heart went into double time. Then, slowly, a projection of the Stanley Cup faded onto center ice. There was the sound of a skate cutting through the ice, and then the entire rink seemed to crumble, the projectors working to make the bottom of the stadium seem to fall away, and it was dark again. Then, a lion's roar. The crowd roared back. The jumbotron lit up and music started, something with a heavy bass line, and each hit brought a new clip. A new team member. Pascal taping his stick. Sirius shooting the puck. James doing a complete spin to avoid a hit. Thomas executing a hit. Logan and Finn together on the ice. Finn's helmet against Leo's. Logan bringing his stick back for a slap shot, tongue poking out of his mouth, the puck going over Riddle's shoulder, the bench on their feet, and the Stanley Cup lit to shine. Your Gryffindor Lions! The snakes and the lions came out at once, the ground nearly shook. Remus crossed his arms and laughed despite it all. The pressure, the pictures, Dima, Regulus, his shoulder... He was here. How's the leg? He shouted over to Moody. Moody grinned. Knock on wood. Remus watched Sirius gate his usual laps in the dark and lasers. The light show made him look faster, like he was dodging bullet after beam. Remus wasn't religious, but he was definitely praying to something. Blue! Remus flipped the Gatorade to James, who grinned. You've learned. You're persistent, Remus laughed. The lights came up and the ice looked especially white. The snakes back in their black away jerseys loomed. Snape didn't approach their bench. No one did. Remus thought they probably had Alice to thank for that. Sirius skated up, fresh off his logo trace, and said something fast in French. Remus shook his head, blinking. What? Sirius laughed. I, I said, will you be my date to the after party? Remus raised his eyebrows. <laughs> What? We go from knocking on wood all year round to talking about the after party. Who are you? We have to do this, Sirius said, then leaned in, always to Remus's surprise, and kissed him on the mouth. There's no other choice. And for the first period, it really did seem as simple as that. Remus found himself tracking the plays in his head, listening to Coach shift his call card around as needed. Remus watched Sirius the most. He felt like he could predict his moves just as he made them. Remus thought he should fall back, and he did. Remus thought he needed to pass, and he did. Shoot, and he did. Hit, and he did. In the first ten minutes, Sirius scored. Malfoy was still trying to keep on top of him, keep Snape free to receive passes and carrying them up channels, but he couldn't keep up. I guess this is what happens when the captain makes up his mind, eh? Coach said, leaning in so Remus could hear him. Remus grinned, I guess so. Sirius skated down the line, bumping gloves and pushing himself over the boards. He and Logan were fast talking in French to each other. Blah, 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 James panted. I don't know what we're saying. What the fuck? He's not on our line, Sirius. Come on. Snape's favoring his right leg, have you noticed? Sirius said, clearing his visor with the towel. We should try to pass and shoot on the left. It'll buy us some time. Like half a second, sure, James said. Sometimes that's enough. Logan laughed. 
Oh, Cap, no one sees this game like you do. Remus smiled and patted Sirius's shoulder, earning him a glance back and a grin. That's true, Trems, Remus said. That's true. The intermission between the first and the second flew by. They were up one nothing, but Leo wasn't about to talk about it. Jinxes are real, Leo mumbled. Jinxes are real. Oh-ho! Finn laughed. Not superstitious, my ass. Leo rolled his eyes. Ready? Finn stood twirling his stick in his hands. Ooh-way. Logan cringed, standing up too, helmet under his arm. Wait, Finn said. Speaking of asses. He reached back and patted Logan's, then Leo's, laughing as they both hit his arm. What? I'm superstitious. Leo turned to them. I want a cup. They both quieted. Then Logan walked forward, pressed his hand behind Leo's neck, and pulled him down for a kiss. Well, then we better get it. Back out on the ice, Leo looked across to Riddle. He was remarking his crease, feet scraping methodically. Some members of the ice crew were shooting t-shirts into the stands right behind him, and the cannons sounded loud in Leo's ears, as loud as his heart. He thought about looking for his parents, but all he wanted to see was the ice, and that little black blur that was the puck. You know, he said to Finn, who was passing pucks to the others so they could warm up and shoot. If we played Quidditch... Leo broke to block Logan's shot, then he straightened. I know I'd be the keeper, technically, but couldn't I be the seeker? I mean, I am the one catching the tiny ball. Finn laughed. Sure, baby, whatever you want. I'll be chaser. That's true. Leo hit his glove onto his hand more firmly with his blocker and stretched out his thighs. I'm just saying. You can seek and keep me tonight if you want to. Finn grinned as he skated away. Count on it, Leo said. At least Leo hoped that would be part of tonight. When he thought about winning, it didn't feel real. When he thought about winning, he might as well have been in his childhood room, back home staring up at his posters and thinking, maybe. It had always been one day. Now it was tonight. The referee dropped the puck and Sirius won it. Leo pushed away from his goal a little, giving himself more room to reposition should the puck suddenly come his way. When they changed shifts and Leo saw Logan and Finn jump the boards, he smiled. Finn was on his cover in a second, slamming a number 15 into the boards hard. Leo couldn't lie, he liked watching his boys hit. 15 shoved Finn away with a hand to his jersey and they raced towards Pascal. They lost possession to the snake soon after, and Logan raced Malfoy until he couldn't anymore. Snape was coming at top speed towards Leo. He was leaning to the right, then pushing more with his right leg than his left. He would shoot left then. He would shoot left, and Snape favored slap shots. That didn't mean that was what he went for now. Leo watched his eyes and his feet. He watched his foot raise to suggest right, but he watched his eyes suggest left. And he guessed. He guessed like he had guessed with Finn and with Logan, and with himself. He guessed right. And the puck went into his glove, he just snatched it out of the air. The crowd erupted and Snape only barely stopped himself from crashing into Leo. His skate sprayed the ice right through the mask, and Leo straightened, staring through it. Careful with those things, Leo said. Snape's eyes were cold. Who, me? Leo smiled, glancing behind him. You and Logan yanked Snape back by his jersey. Don't touch my goalie, Logan snarled, and then Finn was there too, and Malfoy. Leo watched them scuffle for a moment before the referees were blowing the whistle. Newt, one said, and Leo dumped the puck into his waiting palm. Nice one. Thanks. Leo smiled. Pascal looped around the back of his goal as they reset, laughing. 
<laughs> Your knights in shining armor, no? Oui. Leo laughed, settling back down into a crouch. I guess so. Leo glanced up at the scoreboard. Sirius had given them the lead, but Leo would feel a lot more relaxed if they could widen it. The lines rotated, coach's voice sounding hoarse and far off from calling numbers. Leo watched both teams battle hard as the clock ran. They slammed each other against the boards, received penalties for holding, slashing. The snakes were even awarded a delay of game. Still, the score didn't budge. Evgeny won the next face-off, Evan and Jackson ticking the puck quickly between the three of them. For someone so large, Evgeny was surprisingly soft with his hands. He cut through the snakes like butter, keeping the puck until he was nearly right in front of the net. His shot went wide. It went right onto Yaxley's stick. Leo could hear Coach Karkarov shouting from the bench. Both teams changed and then there was the fourth lines, Elias, Evander, and Will, were out. Elias tried to get the puck, but Bones was bigger than him. He was knocked back, stick falling out of his hands. They weren't allowed to pick up their sticks with play surrounding them. Leo kept close to his posts as Bones approached in a clean breakaway from the others. His pale hair, so similar to Malfoy's, was sticking with sweat to his cheeks. He was to the left, trying forwards on his feet, preparing to shoot. Leo pushed out just a little when Bones' stick went back. He knew he had butterflied too early the moment he did it. The puck went sailing into the goal right over his shoulder. The goal light lit up, his vision red and the horn loud in his ears. Leo pushed his mask up and turned away from the celebrating snakes, squirting water into his mouth. He glanced up at the stands as if he would be able to catch a glimpse of the lion's box of his parents, but it was just a sea of red. He shoved his mask back down and looked at the clock instead, two minutes remaining in the second period. Logan, Finn, and Pascal were back on the ice. Logan and Finn were talking quietly at each other before seeming to agree on something. Leo watched them pop their mouth guards back in. Pascal got kicked out of the face-off and Logan took his place. The crowd had started up a chant of, Let's go, Lions! Leo heard the five claps that came after the words like the tick of each second off the second period clock. Logan won it, Finn carried it, skating backwards, and then Logan had it again. Pascal crushed Yaxley against the boards, and then Logan shot through the opening. Leo's heart beat hard as he listened to Logan's familiar smooth strokes. Logan faked once, making Riddle lunge to the left, then shot it into the net. Leo grinned as the bench shot to their feet as he watched Finn press Logan into the boards. A perfect answering goal. 2-1 Lions. Please let us win at home. Leo thought, please. Remus was handing out vitamin C and electrolyte packets when Coach came in. The room was quiet. Logan had a towel over his head. James was texting. Lily, no doubt. Sirius was in full superstition mode. Earlier he had been on the floor stretching, always in the same order, and now he was sitting in his stall, eyes closed and thumb rubbing over his necklace periodically. Here, Remus said softly. Sirius's eyes opened. He took the packet. Thanks, Re. Remus smiled. <laughs> Need anything? Sirius huffed out a laugh. <laughs> a win? Remus laughed. I'll see what I can do. Well, Coach said, standing with his arms crossed in the middle of the room. He had ditched his suit jacket long ago, and his calling card was in his shirt pocket, along with a pen. He took his glasses off and put those in his pocket, too. I've never seen the room quite this silent before. We're in the zone, Coach. Thomas said, raising some laughs. Good thing, Coach said. Okay, here's where we're at. We're playing well, yeah? We're pushing hard. We're not giving them much. This is... Coach paused. 
this is what most of you have been thinking about since you were three years old. Remus watched Logan open his eyes, moving the towel to around his neck. Finn was rocking a little in his seat, rubbing a tennis ball under the arch of one foot. Casey was there, dressed in a suit but sitting in his stall. Pascal was standing, nodding at Arthur's words. Remus thought about what it must be like for Pascal. He was one of the oldest in the league, already a Stanley Cup champion, Sergei too, both with Colorado. Everyone else here was still waiting for their first cup. Remus smiled a little, himself included. Sirius, sitting just behind him, reached forward and took one of Remus's hands. Remus looked back, taking a few steps backwards to lean against the divider between Sirius's stall and James's. He squeezed his fingers. Well, there's one more period between now and everything you've worked for your whole lives, Coach said. There's two ways the rest of the night can go, and I don't know about you, but I'm really done with snake hotels. Casey pounded the side of his stall, making Thomas and James do the same. You're a fantastic team, and I think... Coach took a breath. I think this season, more than any season, we've seen that on and off the ice. And not just by comparison to certain other people or other organizations. This is a team in the full meaning of the word. The support I see every day in this room is why, he pointed in the direction of their home ice, is why we're able to play at the level we are playing at out there. Coach looked around at all of them, each of them, and in the moment his eyes went to Remus, he smiled. Coach put his glasses back on. Let's go finish this. The locker room erupted into shouts, into the rustle of the boys suiting up again. Remus squeezed Sirius's hand, feeling nervous and a little slap-happy. Sirius stood, releasing him in favor of wrapping his fingers around Remus's wrist, the one with his watch on it, and bringing it up to his mouth to kiss just above the inner side of the band. You know, Sirius said, whatever happens out there, you are the best part of this year. Remus stepped forward, tilting his chin up. Aren't I supposed to be the one lifting you up? Sirius laughed, leaning down to kiss him gently. Lifting you up lifts me up. Now, I'll ask you again. Will you be my date to the after party? Do you ask dates to these things? No. Will you? Remus smiled. Yes. Captain, James shouted. Less wooing, more winning. Sirius just shoved him and kissed Remus again. See you out there, he said, and then took his place by the door, fist bumping each player as they went out. He looked true to his role right then, and Remus couldn't imagine this team any other way than it was. The third period was a blinding blur of adrenaline. It was trying not to watch the clock the entire time. It was Snape scoring on Leo, and then it was Logan getting a hat trick. They had to pause with how many hats rained down on the ice. Oh my fucking- Thomas rose from his place on the bench, laughing almost deliriously. Fucking shorty pants on fire! Finn, out on the ice, gave Logan a hard kiss on the cheek, and Remus grinned. Five, two, lions. Twelve minutes remaining. Logan hopped the boards, breathing hard, and Remus punched him on the shoulder. Ow, loops. You aren't supposed to punch us, you're supposed to heal us. Yeah. Finn panted close behind and then ducked their heads close together. There's so many things I want to do to you right now. Damn. Thomas whistled. I wish Noel was on the team. 
one bench talk in my life. I know, Logan said, shifting in his seat, but he smiled at Finn. It's distracting as hell. Jackson and Evgeny jumped the boards and were keeping the puck well away from Leo. We are not a defense machine, Coach shouted. We have nine more minutes, and five's a fine number, but let's see what we can do. 30-second shifts, okay, boys? 29, 44, 21, on deck. Elias, Will, and Evander took the third line's place, and then Sirius, James, and Brady took theirs. Snape got kicked from the face-off. Sirius lost it, and it went to Snape's stick from Malfoy. Karkaroff's gonna blow his own head up over there. Fuck. Finn laughed. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sirius shouted for James, and then he was carrying it up the ice. He tried to get around Snape, but was met with a slash that snapped his stick right in half. Power play! Finn shouted, shooting to his feet. Yeah, baby! Hey, don't call Sirius baby, Logan said. Remus would have responded, but that strike had been a little too close to Sirius's wrists for his liking. That was a failed attempt, Remus began, but Coach was already nodding. I know loops, but well avoided. The clock froze at four minutes as Snape went into the box, cursing. Sirius shook his head when Coach tried to pull him in. He stayed. Three minutes. Finn, James, and Sirius were merciless. They were making the snakes run for it, making them look stupid. Malfoy and Bones lurched around the ice like puppets, trying to keep up with the puck in front of their goal. Sirius shot it to James, James back to Sirius, Sirius to James, James to Finn. And Finn slapped it hard, a perfect one-timer. The goal horn went, the light lit. Remus shouted, hands going up. He grinned at the scoreboard, 6-2. Karkarov was silent now. Their entire bench was silent, and Remus wasn't a gloating winner, but he didn't give a damn. Snape left the penalty box stiffly after the goal. He didn't spare one look to the Lions' celebrations, but waited at the face-off circle. Then Riddle started skating towards the bench. They're pulling Riddle, Logan said, and Remus watched him look across the ice to Leo and grin. Man, we were going to... Two minutes. Cooney was bouncing on his toes on his skates, one of his gloved fingers between his teeth as his eyes went from the clock to the ice and back. Nato was holding onto his shoulder, shaking him. Loops. Remus turned towards the breathless voice beside him to see Casey. That made it real. Casey had come down from the box so he could dogpile on the ice with the others when... when they won. Forty-five seconds remaining. The crowd was already celebrating, throwing their hats and positively shouting as they watched play resume, the puck seemingly glued to Sirius's stick. Casey, Remus grinned, Case. I know. Casey's eyes looked bright. I know. Twenty seconds, and Sirius had shot after open shot, but he didn't try for an empty netter. He wasn't rubbing it in their faces. He was running down the clock. Remus felt Casey's hands on his shoulders, saw Pascal wrap an arm around Sergei and Logan each. When the clock reached three seconds, Sirius dropped his stick and threw his gloves up into the air. And it was like a dam breaking. The bench exploded. The arena exploded. Coach threw his calling card and hugged Moody tightly. The boys poured off the bench and onto the ice, tossing their gloves into the air, their helmets, and their sticks, until they could pile onto Sirius, James, and Finn onto Ollie and Timmy. Remus let out a shout, hugging Arthur and watching the team. His hand went to his throat, heart in his ears, his cheeks already hurt. 
He'd give anything to be out on the ice right now, with them, with gloves and a helmet to toss away in elation. It was the most painful happiness, and the sweetest. He watched for what felt like forever, watched tears and laughter. The team seemed to melt into one. The staff walked onto the ice soon after, congratulating the players while they waited for the families to be let down. Remus stepped through the bench door, walking carefully in his shoes. He was shaking. He didn't know where the snakes had gone, retreating quickly off the ice, out of the red and gold. They were not supposed to leave like that. They were supposed to shake hands. Remus didn't care. The group pile broke up a little as staff and families came out onto the ice. Finn was clutching at Leo, both their eyes red, until Leo's mother was there taking her son, a good head taller than her, into her arms. Remus! Remus! Remus could only kneel silently and let his little brother crash into his arms. You did it! Julian said. We did it! The cup! I know. Remus laughed wetly, wiping at his eyes with his sleeves. He pulled back and shook Julian by the shoulders, making him laugh. Jules. When do they bring it out? Soon, right? Remus nodded. Yeah, soon. I... He stood. Stick with Mom for a second, all right? I, I need... I need to find. He's over there, Hope said, and pressed a palm to Remus's cheek. Oh, Re. I guess I still got a cup, huh, Mom? Remus said. Hope smiled and nodded. I always knew you would. Remus squeezed her hand. I have to find him. Go. Remus was stopped again and again, accepting a hard hug from Sergei and a sloppy kiss on the cheek from Evgeny. Remus laughed through everything, half crying like everyone else, but he was searching the entire time for the familiar dark hair and gray eyes. Finally, among the chaos, Remus spotted Sirius, and he was working just as hard to find him. He was being stopped even more by families and staff and his teammates, and he looked them all in the eye. But then he was craning his neck above the crowd, almost seeming to try to listen for Remus above the singing stadium. When his gaze finally did find Remus's, his face broke. He smiled through the onslaught of tears and Remus pushed through the people harder. Sirius pushed too, until they crashed together. Sirius's breath was hot on his neck. Re, I love you, Remus said through his tears. Oh, Sirius, I love you so much. I'm so... He had to pull him in harder, pressing a kiss to his cheek. I'm so fucking proud of you. He could feel Sirius shaking with his own tears wet against his neck. Sirius couldn't speak, just clutched Remus tightly. You did it, Remus managed, laughing and crying at the same time. You did it, baby. You did it. Love you, Sirius managed. Remus. I know, Remus laughed. I know, I did it too, but, but this is yours right now. He stroked his fingers through Sirius's sweaty hair. This is yours. There were a dozen cameras flashing, more than a dozen people watching, but Remus didn't care. They were allowed this. They had to clear some of the ice for the ceremony, and the families and team gathered to one side as they rolled out a red carpet for the officials to walk on, Gary Bettman, commissioner of the NHL, and the Conn Smythe Trophy. Bettman gave a speech that was mostly drowned out by the crowd. Even if it hadn't been, Remus wouldn't have heard too much of it anyway. He was too busy staring at the team, faces red from joy and tears. He wrapped his arms more tightly around Julian and felt his mum do the same, one arm around him and one around Regulus. 
Where's Dima? Remus asked while Batman spoke. Watching at Sirius's house, Regulus said. He's okay. He's happy to be out of there. Like me. I set him up with some of my homemade apple pie, Hope said. Remus smiled. <laughs> well, then of course he's happy. Before we get to the cop, Batman said, we have one more award for the Gryffindor Lions. That is the Con Smythe Trophy for the most valuable player in the series. The trophy was beside him on a table draped in dark cloth. It looked a little ridiculous on the ice, so did the carpet. Batman was still talking, saying there were many contenders, but the only thing Remus heard was, And the Con Smythe Trophy for the most valuable player in the series will be awarded to Logan Tremblay. There was a shout that could only have been Finn, and then a laughing, slightly sheepish Logan was skating forward and shaking hands with Batman, accepting his trophy. He pushed his hair out of his face twice before they finally got the picture, and then he skated gratefully back to the group, being jumped on by Thomas and Timmy. And now for the Stanley Cup. The same white-gloved men Remus had seen earlier walked out onto the ice, each carrying one side of the cup. They set it carefully on a second table, and Batman shook their hands before facing the camera again. Serious Black, Batman said, as captain, you will hoist the Stanley Cup first in honor of your team. Remus pressed a hand to his neck, smile so big it hurt as he watched Sirius, hair a little longer, dark beard making his eyes look luminous. He skated forward to cheers, and Remus glimpsed a few rainbow flags being waved madly at the glass. Remus watched Sirius shake Batman's hand, saw Batman's mouth say the words congratulations, and wondered what Batman had to say about this year. Would he cause Sirius trouble down the line? Remus hadn't allowed himself to be afraid for his own job, had forced himself to stay present in this year, even if it was his last with the Lions. But for a moment, the worry crept in. He never wanted to let this go. Sirius posed for pictures, and then, within the flash of what felt like a thousand cameras, Sirius hoisted the cup above his head, as so many before him had done. Julian was jumping up and down against Remus, Regulus clapping with a grin on his face beside them. Remus wanted to clap, wanted to do anything, but he was breathless. He could only grin and watch Sirius make his lap, gazing out at the crowd, and then at his team, and then at Remus. Sirius passed the cup to Pascal, who, before taking it, pressed a hand over his heart. After his lap, Pascal passed it to Logan, Logan to Finn, Finn to Leo. Leo handed it to Casey, still in his suit but having traded his shoes for skates. Casey handed it to Evgeny, and Evgeny handed it to Jackson, Jackson to James, who looked at Harry before he handed it to Timmy, Timmy to Ollie, Ollie to Thomas, Thomas to Sergei, and so on. At the end, it went back to Sirius. The families found their players again. Remus watched Natalie kiss Casey hard, her hands tangled in his hair. He was laughing into it. Thomas had Noelle's legs around his waist and he was laughing too as she peppered his face with kisses of her own. Leo was standing with Finn and Logan and Remus felt a pang. He wanted them to be able to show their affection more than anything. But they looked happy, heads close but mindful of the microphones and cameras that were around. Remus saw Sirius in the middle of it all. He was holding the cup, clutching it really, and skating slowly with his lip between his teeth, looking for Remus. I'll be right back, Jules, Remus said, and gave his little brother a last squeeze. 
Remus walked as fast as he could until Sirius saw him. Re, Sirius said and laughed like he couldn't help it. <laughs> Take this, Sirius. It's yours. Remus looked up at him, eyes filling again, and then closed his hands around the base and brim. Sirius let go and Remus was holding the Stanley Cup. Come here, Sirius said, and he put his hand on Remus's jaw, and Remus had time to smile before Sirius kissed him. Cameras flashed. Waiting in the locker room with the rest of the team beside a James Potter vigorously shaking a champagne bottle was a dream. Ready? James shouted. They all had new hats on, reading that they were the champions. When Sirius opened the door, chaos ensued. Champagne rained down on him, and Sirius was laughing so hard he nearly dropped the cup. Then it was only a matter of filling it with champagne. They let Coach drink from it first, then Pascal held it for Sirius and Sergei. Finn and Logan held it for Leo. They could barely drink without laughing, most of it seeping into their uniforms. Ree, Sirius said, grinning and holding the cup full of champagne. Come here. Oh god, Remus laughed, but let Sirius tilt the champagne into his mouth. It was sticky sweet, the bubbles tingling his nose. Loops came from all around him, his name drawn out from the team, his team. They put a champion hat on his head backwards. Remus saw the Cubs duck out for a moment when a fifth chorus of We Are the Champions started up and smiled, nudging Sirius. <laughs> they deserve it, Sirius shouted over the noise and then pulled Remus in, sticky fingers against his cheek. I love you so much. Remus pressed his hand to the back of Sirius's neck and kissed him hard. He tasted the champagne, smiled into it at the hoots from around them. Sirius, Marlene's voice came. Can we get... Sirius, without breaking the kiss, reached beside them and turned the camera, protected from the spraying alcohol by a sheet of plastic, away with his palm. Marlene laughed and Remus wrapped his arms around Sirius's neck. The only thing he wanted the world to see was that nothing should stop anyone from following their dreams. There would be a parade down Gryffindor's Main Street tomorrow and TV interviews and the cup would make its way around the entire team, each player getting it for one day that summer. But first, there was Dumo's cup party. The party was already in full swing when they reached the Dumay house. Sirius honestly wasn't sure the party had ever stopped. He was a little drunk, a little exhausted, and so high on adrenaline he couldn't sit still. Remus was at his side, both of them changed into a t-shirt and out of their champagne-soaked clothes. Not to say that these wouldn't have the same fate. Jules wanted to come, huh? Sirius said as they got out of the car, the driver opening the door for them. Remus whistled. Oh boy, we're gonna have some serious making up to do for the fact that he couldn't. I mean, it's gonna get crazy, so I get it, but I don't know. We're gonna have to let him eat his Cheerios out of the cup tomorrow or something. Sirius laughed and wrapped an arm around Remus as they made their way up the driveway. <laughs> we can arrange that, I think. They were met with drunken shouts. There were some families there, but Sirius guessed that most of the non-team members would duck out before it got too crazy. Most of the crowd was out by the pool, the cup in a prized spot on a table. Finally, Pascal said, walking up to them and holding out two beers. The captains are here. Remus laughed, taking one. <laughs> if you say so. 
I do say so, Pascal said, wrapping an arm around Sirius. You will get the cup first, no? Sirius nodded. When do they size us for our rings? Pascal laughed. Soon, mon fils, soon. Are you going to relax? You have no tape to watch. You have no game to drink for. You have just accomplished the highest achievement. Relax, d'accord? Well, Sirius smiled. I could always think about getting another. Pascal snorted. Okay, I give up. You have fun with him, Loops. Oh, I will, Remus said and tugged Sirius towards the patio. A couple hours in and Sirius was pleasantly buzzed. He was watching Remus across the pool, talking and laughing with Casey and Finn. Logan was against Finn's side with his eyes closed, cheek against his chest, and Finn was absentmindedly running his fingers through his hair. Remus laughed at something Casey said and then caught Sirius's gaze. He smiled and Sirius watched him excuse himself before he was walking back around the pool. Hi. Sirius smiled, putting his drink down so Remus could press close to him. Sirius, Remus said. Hmm? Sirius replied, leaning down. I want you. Remus's lips brushed his cheek as he said the words, I've wanted you since we got here, since seeing you soaked in champagne. Sirius had been purposefully trying not to think about that. He was surrounded by teammates, and with all the adrenaline, one thought about Remus would send everything straight to his groin. Sirius bit his lip now, feeling himself stir. Remus smiled. Yeah? <laughs> Dumo's going to kill us, Sirius laughed. Where? Remus just smiled and took his hand. You remember this room, don't you? Sirius glanced around them and laughed, then went back to pressing kisses along Remus's throat. <laughs> I think so, yes. I remember I was instructed that we couldn't have sex in here. Remus pushed the door shut, turned the lock, and then pushed Sirius against the door. I'm so fucking proud of you, Remus said between kisses, and Sirius just let the words sink into him. Couldn't have done any of it without you, Sirius said, then pulled back just enough to properly see Remus's face. I mean that. Remus's eyes went softer. He trailed his knuckles along Sirius's cheek, then his smile and playfulness returned. I'll be right back, Remus sing-songed, and Sirius made a noise he didn't know he had in him. Where? Remus looked back from the bathroom door. Alcohol makes you have to pee. He watched Remus grin and walk into the bathroom, then flopped back on the bed, hand going to his clothed cock. He touched himself without any real intention, wanting to wait, but he still felt hot and needy against his own palm. His blood thrummed the cup they had the cup. It was just downstairs. He had Remus. It made him stiffen, and he watched his cock press up against his tight jeans, breathing a breath out through his nose. Captain. Remus's voice startled him out of his thoughts. He looked and... Oh, fuck me. Sirius breathed, hand squeezing around his cock involuntarily, and Remus grinned. If that's what you want, Remus said. He hitched up the fabric of the jersey, Sirius's jersey, to reveal his hard cock. Thumb caught in the material, he stroked himself a few times. Well, Sirius could only stare as Remus turned around. Black was spelled out in bold letters across his back, stretching between his shoulder blades. He still had his championship hat on, flipped backwards. Sirius pushed himself up against the headboard as Remus knelt on the end of the bed. How? he asked. 
snuck it in here while you were talking to James around when we got here. Remus grinned, figured just in case. Sirius tilted his head back and laughed. <laughs> you were planning on fucking in Dumo's guest room? Hmm, I'm always planning, Remus said, and when his hands went to Sirius's belt, Sirius's went to his hips. He rucked the jersey up, getting a good look at where the material draped around his erection. He was already a little pink and shiny around the head. Re. Sirius watched Remus unzip his jeans and pull his cock from the slip of his boxers. Ah. Sirius rested back against the pillows again as Remus took him into his mouth. Sirius didn't know if it was the adrenaline or the alcohol, but he knew he wasn't going to last too long. Wait, fuck. I'm really... Remus pulled off and leaned down to suck at his balls, tearing another sound out of Sirius. What do you want, baby? Remus asked. His warm palms rubbed Sirius's thighs. He pushed forward until he could settle on his lap, wrapped his arms around Sirius's neck. The sea on his jersey glinted in the dim light. Tell me, I want whatever you want. Oh, fuck, that's... Sirius touched the sea with his finger. Re. Long time coming, huh? I. Sirius's skin felt overly hot, but pleasantly so. It was always like that after a win, but this... I... I don't think I can sit still. I need... Fuck me then, Remus said softly, teeth scraping over Sirius's lip. He rocked his hips forward until Sirius's cock brushed against his entrance and he let out a breath. Sirius nodded, almost dazed. Yes. Do you want that? Remus grinned into their next kiss. Only for the last four hours. I'm taking your clothes off now. After having what felt like the weight of the world on his shoulders for an entire final series, it felt good to have nothing touching him except Remus's hands, his skin. Remus even smelled good, familiar, as Sirius kissed his neck and let Remus rock his dick into the curl of his fist while he opened him up. Can we... like this first? Remus panted, reaching behind himself to slick Sirius's cock. Fuck, you're dripping, God... Like this first, Sirius nodded and kissed him. Remus licked into his mouth as he lined himself up. The only sound in the room as Remus took him inch by inch was their breathing. Sirius knocked Remus's hat off to get at his hair, making Remus laugh, eyes shut at the feeling of Sirius inside him. Sirius rubbed at Remus's sides, trying to stay calm despite his thrumming blood. He could feel his heartbeat where they were connected. He had never been this turned on. You okay? He asked quietly. Re, you look so good in this. Remus's only response was to push himself up with his thighs and sink back down again. I used to watch your highlights on YouTube, Remus said and sunk down again and again. I loved the way you played, before I knew I would ever get to love you. Sirius could only press his forehead against the slightly sweaty skin of Remus's neck and splay his hands over his back beneath the jersey. He felt lean and strong. Sirius. Remus's hands tangled in Sirius's dark hair, and Sirius let his beard scratch his skin the way he liked. It made Remus moan and rock down on him harder. Oh, seeing you out there, Remus continued, voice breaking. God, it was everything. I'm so... Sirius held him even tighter, wishing he could be even more surrounded by him than he already was. Remus. 
Remus picked up his pace, their skin slapping together. Sirius could feel his muscles growing tighter as his cock dripped between them onto Sirius's stomach. Uh, I'm coming, Remus managed, and then he stilled cock painting Sirius's chest before Sirius could even get a hand around him. He cried out and Sirius was thankful for the music and loud chatter downstairs. Fuck, Sirius throbbed as he stroked him through his orgasm as Remus's body tightened around him. Remus. No, Remus said, and then he was tugging Sirius down until Remus was on his back and Sirius was hovering over him, still buried deep inside. Fuck me. I want you to. I really, really want you to. Are you sure? Sirius said, but his hips fucked forward as Remus's body drew him in. Remus's smile was blissed out and he nodded, yes. Sirius pushed in gently, barely pulling out at all, and Remus arched against him. His hair was dark with sweat against his temples and Sirius leaned down to kiss the salt from his skin. Can you come again, sweetheart? Harder, Remus gasped. <gasps> Fuck, yes. Sirius's muscles burned from the game earlier, but this felt good. It felt like every last bit of his pent-up energy was finally draining away. Sirius curled his body over Remus's almost protectively and fucked into him in quick, hard thrusts. He wrapped his arms around Remus and felt the shiny letters of his own name there. It made him think of Remus on the ice and the two of them together. Those moments felt eternal. Sirius sat up, wanting to see the lion's logo, the C, across Remus's chest. He reached down to grip his cock at the base and pulled all the way out before sinking back in sharply, relishing in the way Remus moaned. Yes, Remus said, mouth parted and eyes barely staying open. Sirius, Sirius. Mm, I'm close, Sirius groaned, fisting the fabric of the jersey. Re, God. Remus nodded and then began to shift his hips, looking for his prostate. Sirius pushed in again and rolled his hips in small circles, making Remus tense and grip the sheets. There, there. Remus's voice was tight with pleasure. His cock had barely even softened, and Sirius watched it strain against his stomach, a deeper blush now. Love you. Sirius said softly as he began fucking into him again. He pressed them together so that each push rubbed off Remus's cock. Remus dug his heels into Sirius's ass and came again, burying any sound in Sirius's neck. Sirius followed him over the edge, feeling himself fill Remus up with each pulse. His orgasm seemed to last forever, and Remus kissed him through it, hands tight in his hair. When Sirius opened his eyes, Remus was smiling at him, pushing his sweaty hair away from his face. You mm, might have won an oversized goblet, Remus said, and that's great for you, but I won you. Sirius laughed probably too hard for what the joke was and tackled him onto the bed. He kissed him, feeling the warm planes of his skin. Mm. We should go back, Remus said after a few moments of kissing. We have all summer, Sirius nodded. Mm, and that trip I promised you, Remus grinned, that too. Sirius felt easy and bright back in the house. He pulled Pascal into a stumbling hug. You should change the sheets in your guest bedroom. Désolé, love you. Sirius, Remus gasped out a laugh. 
Pascal shook his head. No kidding. Yeah, you two don't look like you just fucked at all. Finn was saying, shaking his head. Says the walking hickey. Natalie raised her eyebrows. Finn's hand went up to his neck. It's, look, it's just the team now. I wasn't about to go nuts with parents walking around. You're welcome. Leo grinned, listing into his side and kissing Finn's neck again. Finn made a noise that Sirius guessed was supposed to be protesting, but didn't come out that way. Leo was tugging at Finn's shirt. Let's find Lo. Let's go to the bathroom. Get out of the way! Nato shouted at the top of his lungs, and a second later, he was barreling through the living room and out the back door straight into the pool. Cup held above his head, naked save for a very small red and gold speedo. Cooney followed a second later in a matching one holding two beer cans. I am force! I'm so glad my children are with Celeste's parents tonight, Pascal said, and I'm going to have to clean my pool. And my sheets. They all looked out just in time to hear Lily scream. We're getting married! Lily shouted and jumped into the pool holding Natalie's hand. James put his hands up. To be clear, she's marrying me, not Natalie. But like we'd all marry Natalie, so yeah. Also, Lil, babe, you jumped in before I could give you your ring. James jumped into the pool. <laughs> okay, there's sex, there's marriage. Pascal laughed. I guess we're in Vegas now. Pascal went to check on the cup, mumbling something about chlorine and silver, and Finn was indeed dragged off towards the bathroom. Hey, Sirius said softly and nosed at Remus's cheek until he looked up. Really, where do you want to go this summer? Remus smiled, tilting his head. Anywhere with you. Epilogue, one month later. There was no church, just the field and the barn lit with countless string lights in the settling dusk. Remus watched as Lily gathered her dress about her, readying herself to throw her bouquet. Weddings are nice, Remus said. Oh yeah, Sirius smiled, lacing their fingers together. He looked handsome in his dark suit, the beard long gone, and his hair shorter again and curling. What if I put you in a suit and married you? That's something you can do now. It really is. <laughs> Would there finally be a lupin on NHL ice? Remus grinned. Sirius raised an eyebrow. Well, you never know. Ready? Lily shouted and then turned around, red hair fanning behind her and tossed her flowers behind her back. No fucking way! Remus heard Natalie shout and when the crowd cleared, Casey was standing there awkwardly holding the bouquet. What? He mockingly glared at the rest of them. It's my job to catch flying objects. I couldn't help it. It's lucky, Bliss! Finn laughed. A goalie like you? If it isn't Cap who got it, you should. Remus leaned into Sirius's side. <laughs> You're missing out on a lucky object. Maybe you'd have to start finding a wedding to crash before every single game. Sirius laughed. <laughs> That'd be something for the media to eat up. But I don't need it. He moved behind Remus and wrapped his arms around his waist, leaning down to kiss his neck. I've got all my luck, right here. Remus smiled, closing his eyes and letting Sirius sway them to the music. Lupin? Remus looked up to see Arthur standing there, his wife Molly at his side. Hi, coach. Molly? Remus smiled. Good summer? Very, he smiled. Could we talk for a moment? said Arthur. Sure, Remus said. He turned and kissed Sirius lightly, handing him his wine glass. Be right back, baby. 
Probably about your superstitious demands for next season, eh? Sirius smiled back and Remus thought there was something knowing in it. Okay, I'll be here. Four months later. The ice was bright and white as the lion's first line readied themselves for face-off. The commentators in the TV studio were talking a mile a minute. That's Remus Lupin facing off against Victor Crumb on Black's line, of course, adding some nice speed to the Black Potter one-two punch this season. Black and Lupin set to get married in the summer. What do you think, Dean? Will we have two Blacks or two Lupins on the ice next season? Well, whatever it is, we'll be a lucky team to have either. And the puck drops and Lupin wins it and... Okay, it's done. Um, thank you to everyone who has listened this far. If you're still listening, you're clearly as much of a sweater weather fan as I am. Um, I kept just imagining that someone's partner would make them a podvic of this fic. I don't know why I thought that it would have to be somebody's partner. Um, but then I just realized I could do it myself. So hopefully everybody has enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of time and effort, but I loved spending time with these characters. Um, but honestly, the best part was 
like when you really are into something, which has happened to me a lot over my life, as most people in fandom probably have experienced, um, you get it really into something, but who do you talk about it with? And so loving sweater weather so much as I do, and then finding other people who do too, and like getting to know them and having them be excited about this project too. It just was completely mind-blowing and so exciting. Um, so I can't thank enough everyone who um, gave your voice to this to this project. You donated your time, your literal voice. Thankful for that and thankful for your friendship. And yeah, just thankful to have other people who are excited about it with me. Um, felt really good. Thank you to Hazel for um, giving permission for the podfic and for writing such an amazing story. If you think you might want to be a voice in some fic or you have a request, hit me up. I'm definitely going to be doing more of these. And eternal thankfulness to everyone who made this project happen. I literally could not have done it by myself. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. Catch you on the next one. Bye.